0: Hello, welcome to First Time Parents. I'm Heidi. Griffo is currently packing the car. (laughs) So I just wanted to jump in here. Today's episode is going to catch you up to speed. So if you're new around here, welcome to season three of First Time Parents. We are parents who are about to celebrate 10 years together, five years married. Uh, Our son is three and a half, little Memphis, and we decided to start this podcast after Memphis was born. And it gave us a safe space to have open dialogue where neither one of us got defensive. Um, But as you know, if you've pressed play on this, sometimes in our relationships, not just in our partnerships, but in our relationships in life, like we struggle to communicate. (sighs) And this has been big for us after Memphi, and we kind of lost our way there for a little while. And the D word was even thrown around with hubby and I. We didn't really want that, but we just felt like there was no other way. Anyway, we ended up bringing the podcast back, and season two just became so much about our relationship that we decided to open our front door, let you take a front row seat into our relationship therapy sessions with a communication coach, James Fish Gill. The feedback has been phenomenal from you. Honestly, thank you so much for reaching out because it means the world to us that, you know, we're not just putting ourselves out there in a really vulnerable place um, to be judged, <laughs> to, you know, to share our story. And, you know, we're doing that because, Well, one, we feel safe doing it here, but also because we are helping you along the way as well. And that's just bringing us so much joy when we get your messages. So please send me a message at underscore Heidi Anderson. So before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to say massive, massive love to our sponsor, kitchenlanguage.com.au. Simone is a sweary bitch. She's in a great relationship and her and her partner obviously gave each other cheeky gifts and this inspired her incredibly fun, potty mouth, fucking brilliant business idea. And she's got really fun, gimmicky gifts that you can give your partner. I mean you can give them to anyone. But if, you know, if your love language is gifts, then they they will make sure that your partner giggles. Like honestly, just go check out kitchenlanguage.com.au. Don't forget to use love for free shipping. That's a that's a code, but you'll have a laugh. Let me just leave with you boozy bitch, dickhead and moist motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> If you go there, you'll have context. So kitchenlanguage.com.au. So today's episode. We're gonna catch you up to speed. Today's recapping what we've learned so far in our relationship therapy sessions with James Fish Gill. Here we go.
1: So I wanted to start with yes. um a bit of a recap.
0: Mm, good Great. idea.
1: Because we're we're embarking upon session three and There's been a lot already, and I know that, you know, what I'm illuminating can feel a little bit confusing and overwhelming, and so I just wanted to kind of map it out where we're we're at and what session one was about and what session two is about. Does that sound okay with you?
0: Yep, sounds good.
1: Sweet. So, you know, one way to consider difficulty in our lives is that most trouble in our lives arises in our relating. Have you noticed? <laughs> like there's some trouble about, you know, fatigue and there's some trouble about, you know, like stubbed my toe and there's some trouble about, you know, worried about the kids. But most of our most of our biggest worries come from interpersonal relationship. Mm. Yeah. And the thing is that most of the trouble in our relationship comes from the mind. Not from the circumstance, although it seems that way. It seems that circumstance is at fault. (laughs) Not from the person that we're trying to relate to, although it really seems like it's definitely them (laughs) that's the problem. But the trouble comes from how we think about the circumstance or how we think about the person. And that's going to become more clear the more we delve into this work. The mind receives data through the senses, and I'm going to guess that you guys have five senses, I've got five senses, but the mind receives data through however many senses we are blessed with, and then creates analysis or meaning or a story giving us our behaviour, right? So data, story, behaviour. And the thing is that in any moment of upset between me and you, my experience is alive in me. Like it's, you know, what I'm feeling and what I'm thinking and and what I'm worried about and what I'm hoping for, that's all alive in me. So it seems like reality to me. And your experience is alive in you. And so that seems like reality to you. And so, then very quickly, without us even meaning to, I've got my idea of reality and you've got yours. Mm -hmm. So, naturally, my analysis or the meaning I make out of the moment and your analysis differ. Is that making sense? They have to differ because we're different humans receiving different data. We're seeing things from a different perspective. But so then we are suddenly unconsciously opposed to each other. So think of that moment about the popcorn. (laughs) (laughs) Griff's experience was alive in him. Heidi, your experience was alive in you. The truth of the matter was everything that you were experiencing according to you, and the truth of the matter was everything he was experiencing according to him. Now, there's nothing wrong or bad about that. No one's done anything wrong. Everything you and he thought and felt and did in that moment is entirely human based on all we've got access to is our own experience. Am I making some sense? Yes. And this is what no one ever illuminates for us. We could be have this illuminated to us in year one and our whole life would change. But until now, it's been out of our view. So... If we recorded that moment of upset around the popcorn, for example, if I recorded it on audio tape, or if I could even record your stream of thoughts, what we would hear is analysis and counter-analysis, sounding like who the hell puts the popcorn there and how do you speak to me that way? Or like, why are you so grumpy? And then we're off in our different analyses, and then the conflict escalates. Can you recognize that? Yes. yes. And this is not you guys. It's all humanity. And at the moment, it's Russia, Ukraine, just like it's you, just like it's me. So if you haven't listened to session one, if your listeners haven't listened to our session one, we touch on quite briefly, but we touch on what that, what I call conflict mind, what those symptoms are. How? What sorts of thoughts we have when the conflict mind or the story of me versus you is alive, right? And it's blaming, and it's defending, and it's you should, you shouldn't, how dare you, I can't believe you, always, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Remember that conflict mind is not bad; it's natural, and it's automatic, and it's unconscious, and it's how it, all human beings are wired. Unfortunately. And we can continue to believe that story, that they were just being a such and such, and there's nothing wrong over here and the problem is over there. We can keep believing in that story if we want. I'm not telling you it's wrong. I'm just saying that it always leads us into conflict. It always, the pathway is towards (laughs) Russia-Ukraine. And the more time we spend in that conflict mind, the more it escalates and the more we tend to say very hurtful, very difficult things and make very rash decisions and reach very strong conclusions about each other, all of which is false, and I'm going to show you why. So then as we get curious about an alternative to this conflict way of thinking... Here are two unconscious assumptions that create more trouble for us, right? You ready? I'll say these a couple of times and you might want to write them down or like make a note of them in, in the show notes. Unconscious assumption one, I assume, and I'm speaking on all behalf of on behalf of all humans here, I assume that, Because I had a good intention, they shouldn't be upset. Right? So, for example, because I was trying to be inclusive, they shouldn't feel excluded. Because I was um, trying to talk about some upset between us kindly, they shouldn't feel so defensive. Because I was trying to clarify something, And that's a good thing for us, for me to clarify something. You shouldn't feel as if I was criticizing you. So because I had some good intention, you just shouldn't be upset. That's one. Can you recognize that unconscious assumption in you? You shouldn't feel that way. I wasn't being like that. I wasn't criticizing you. I was just saying that we need to get there on time. I'm not rushing you. I just want to honor our friend's time. I'm not pressuring you. I'm just like asking for greater clarity around something. Yeah. So this assumption that if you're if you're talking about upset then that upset is bullshit because look at my good intention. Unconscious assumption number 2 that because I'm upset at what you did that must mean that you meant it. Because I feel hurt you must have been being hurtful. Because I feel restricted in my choices, that must mean you're being controlling. Because I feel criticized, well, that means you're being critical. So because we've got some upset, we draw the conclusion unconsciously that they must be intentionally upsetting. So number one, because I had good intention, they just shouldn't have any upset. And number two, because I'm upset, they must have had some ill intent. And those two assumptions are the foundation for the escalation of all conflict. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to we'll get to explore that more.
0: Yeah, oh, it just makes me think literally like about things in the last half an hour.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And look, you know, it's like don't don't. Don't listen to this and think, oh, God, they're bad things that I do. Just listen to the fact that we all, as human beings, we all make those unconscious assumptions. I didn't mean to upset you so you're being ridiculous, and I feel so hurt by you so you're being malicious. Our world is fucking obsessed with these two stories. You'll hear it in every political argument, you'll hear it in every debate around vaccination, around gun control, around all these assumptions that have Ill, assumed ill intent and also dismissing each other's pain. You shouldn't feel that way, how ridiculous I wasn't being I wasn't being critical. Mm-hmm. These are the two ways we make them wrong. You shouldn't have the pain that you're telling me about, and you've got ill intent. They're also the two ways they make us wrong in every moment. So both sides are doing this making wrong. No wonder conflict escalates, right? And here's the thing. That's not what we're trying to do. None of us, none of us woke up in the morning thinking, how do I escalate conflict? This is all happening behind the scenes, out of our awareness. <laughs> so <clears throat> these two stories are based on false perception. Why? Because my attention is only on my experience and your attention is only ever on your experience because that's what's alive in you through your senses. That's what's coming into your mind. It's the only data available. So in session two, I introduce you to the four truths. And the four truths start to expand our awareness from my experience versus your experience to my experience plus your experience. And when I can speak to my experience plus your experience, I will be able to eventually leave you and me feeling understood. And in that space of mutual recognition, then our unmet needs can be seen and tended to. So then we can mend the relationship rupture, but only then. Until then, we're just having a dispute about whose analysis is right and whose analysis is wrong. And then we say and do some really hurtful things. So the four truths speak to my experience plus your experience. But you know what another name for that is? Reality. <laughs> the reality of the situation is that it's made up of me having the experience and you having an experience. But that reality is not what naturally shows up in the mind. So we're having to learn to create that expanded awareness. Am I making some sense? Yes. Yeah. So back in the conflict mind approach, our needs weren't even being illuminated. So they can't even be met. So when we're having a conversation, me versus you conversation, where it's analysis and counter-analysis, we're not even seeing the unmet needs. So they can't even be met. And in the four truths model, we're illuminating four truths, each of which can be tended to. And that's the pathway towards understanding of fulfilment. So I asked you to do some homework. I asked you to apply the four truths to one or two or even three different scenarios. Were you able to do some of that to inspire your listeners
0: Yes, I did one with him and then I was thinking about one, well, there was like two things today that happened with other people that I've jotted down some stuff, but I thought the one with Griffo might be... Hot Topic. Hot Topic.
1: Topic, great. Great. Griffo, were were you able to do the same? Yeah, I haven't done one. I must say I haven't done one outside, but I can sort of, without thinking about it, right off the top of my head, you can relate to it a lot in yeah. a day-to-day basis and they can be quite many things, but you mm. just know that there's always two sides to the story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Beautiful. So, like, and we just so- sort of put it together and she was like, no, you do your thing. And I'm sitting there and I had something on my mind. And I sort of peered over and what she had written the conflict was about was what I was going to do. So I said I told her that and she goes, well it's quite a quite a serious important topic. So I thought what a good idea. So we did it separately on the same topic. Great. Beautiful. Excellent. So that's great. So let me just be clear that in terms of my coaching, I'm asking you to put pen to paper with these four truths because we're laying new neural pathways. The mind does not habitually reach for four truths. It reaches for two. My good intention and how much suffering I've been left with. Poor me and look how good I was trying to be. They're the two truths that are normally in our awareness. And we're actually learning to reach for four. So your listeners, I want, I want your listeners to actually practice drawing the page into four, yeah. four quadrants, and actually practice filling out each of the four truths for multiple scenarios. Because when we can learn to do that well, we instantly become more masterful. And if we don't do that well, good luck. Yeah, it
0: would reprogram, won't it? Yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah. beautiful. So um let me in on, and I'll just hear from one of you to start with. Help us recognize the validity of each of the four truths. And you can give me just a, a sweet little bit of background about the moment. Is it a moment that we've been talking about or is it something else?
0: It's a big topic and some, one of the reasons why we probably started this podcast was because we maybe needed a safe space to actually talk about it. Right. So Griffo has told me that he doesn't want another baby and Great. I do. Great. And Juicy when, topic. Well, when we try and talk about it, the conflict mind that you talk about, I shut down or get defensive. He, um, you know, then shuts down because he feels guilty. You know, there's yeah. all these we can't ever have a conversation yeah. about it. Yes. So, yeah, we did have a fight, or oh, maybe not long after before I messaged you to do some stuff, and that was when it was like, we just, and now, like, we don't talk about it.
1: Yes. Yes. Great. So, first of all, I just want to acknowledge the courage that it takes to bring this topic and And how juicy that is for everyone else. Like what a great contribution you're making to everyone else, because we could beat around the bush on little upsets about popcorn, and, you know, you know, why didn't you text me back when I felt insecure? But, yeah, let's reach right into the heart. There will be so many couples out there stuck in this unwinnable situation. So thank you. It great. already
0: makes me super emotional, actually. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Of course it does. It's a really big, really meaningful situation. Okay. So I just want to hear from one of you to start with. And the second one can just help illuminate anything that was missing from the four truths that the first person shared. So who who wants to go ahead?
0: Do you want me to go first? Okay. Oh my God, I feel so emotional.
1: Where do you want to start, Heidi? Do you want to start okay. in your your pain or your yearning?
0: Yeah, I started yesterday when I wrote up my yearning, then I went to my pain, then I went to what they're yearning for, and then, yeah, <laughs> and then the pain that you're in.
1: Great. Right. So, just for, just for benefit of the listeners, four quadrants on a page top left is my yearning, bottom left is my pain, top right is their yearning, and bottom right is their pain. So where do you want to start?
0: Okay, so what I'm yearning for is I'm trying to be heard about why I want another child. I'm wanting him to see my pain of not having one and having that taken away. Um, I need to know if this is going to happen, and I I want to feel like that he truly gets it, what I'd be giving up. Yeah. What Memphis is giving up and what our family is giving up. Yeah. And I want him to feel like he really, truly understands the gravity of it and the pain that I'm in.
1: Hang on. Before we go there.
0: Oh, yeah. Sorry. Maybe yeah. I skipped ahead. Oh, yeah. The pain that I'm in. Yeah. There, there.
1: That's okay. Before we and go. It's
0: going- hard to articulate, to be fair.
1: Yeah. Before we go there, let's just spend a moment in your yearning. You've done such a beautiful job. So what you're yearning for, if I hear it correctly, is to be really deeply understood by your man in the upset, even in the upset of the conversation, as well as the upset of a potential outcome of having not another kid Mm -hmm. and to really have his heart wrapped around your sense of potential loss. Yeah. And to feel like he really cares, cares about those emotions in you and cares about how deeply you might feel that loss. And you want that recognized. You see, one of the things in our yearning, all of us, is that we want our pain seen. It's a key aspect of our yearning. And it often goes unfulfilled because when we express our pain, they get all defensive or they feel their own pain and it never, our pain never gets tended to. So beautiful.
0: So now you're up to speed. Now you know where you're at. We know where we're at. And because this is the thing, we want it to land for you like it's landing for us because it's been a game changer already. Next week, though, is going to be really, really tough. Here's a little sneak peek of next week.
1: What's it like for you? the idea of maybe not having a child? What's it like for you even broaching the subject? What feelings come up for you? Let's bring loving awareness to all of it. It
0: Makes me feel broken. Yeah. Just like that just kept coming up for me. Yeah. And just, yeah. That devastation and grief, like that you feel, like you know, the roller coaster of when you're going grieving through something, and so you feel angry, you feel sad, you know, then you feel like oh, I'm okay, like I just trust the universe, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. But if I really think about it, like I genuinely feel so sad. Thank you so much to KitchenLanguage.com.au. Don't forget to use their code love for free shipping where you can grab yourself a clean the fuck up or do the dishes dick tea towel to chuck at your partner to give them a not so subtle hint oh please simone who runs the kitchenlanguage.com.au oh i love you so much oh how fun we can have so much fun with our sponsors so uh thank you so much for listening please let us know how you're going don't forget to check the show notes as well because we are giving you the episodes in full of our sessions with fish so you can actually experience a full 90 minutes sit down this is like pretty vulnerable so if you want to check that out it will be in show notes but thank you so much for listening we love you we love the feedback and uh yeah what's love